0: Hey John, it's our favorite show. It's Fan Mail Friday, and you asked the following questions. Will a rotation of five lefties out of six be a problem for the Halos? Did Mickey Moniak just earn the fourth outfielder spot? And does Jordan Adams have a shot to make the major league roster this season? It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels.
1: You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast.
0: Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And John and I, thank you for making Locked On Angels your first listen every day. We are available on all platforms, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and you can help us out by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you comment, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. Happy Friday to you and thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels
1: where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you aka the Super Halo Bros. Say it with us now. My name is John and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike and that's my brother John. It's our favorite day of the week. It's Fan Mail Friday because we get to answer the questions of Locked On Angels listeners and viewers such as yourself and we had some great questions come in this week mike of course you can submit all week long you can give us a call on our voicemail line you can send them to us on instagram dm us on twitter whatever you'd like and mike we talked about this somebody brought it up and we talked about doing like a whole segment and i feel like this is the perfect time to do it and this question comes from nathan davis on twitter and he said what up nate how concerned should we be about the lefty heavy rotation given that most lineups are mostly righty. Any of these guys particularly effective against righties? Hope to hear your answer on Friday. Well, it is Friday, and it's time to answer that question, Mike. (laughs) Uh, Here's what I did. I pulled the stats for lefty-righty splits for each of our lefties in 2022. So it's Patrick Sandoval, Reed Detmers, Tyler Anderson, and Jose Suarez. And if you're watching on the YouTube side, I'll have those stats up there. For you, But there's some interesting things to note here, Mike, particularly the uh, FIP between left-handed hitters versus right-handed hitters for mm. each of these guys. So why don't yeah. you take a look at Patrick Sandoval there. He's got yeah. a 2.3 FIP against lefties. That makes sense because he's a lefty. Uh, against righties, he's got a 3.38 FIP. Now, what's interesting about Patrick Sandoval is he outperformed... The expected FIP. Again, FIP is fielding independent pitching, which goes to show how much a pitcher can control themselves. And while he had a 213 against lefties, the expected was 328. So he actually outperformed mm. that. He even outperformed against righties. It was a 378 expected, and he had a 338. So very interesting numbers there. A 151 average against lefties, a 271 average against righties. Finally, I'm going to look at the BABIP, which I think is the most important. 2.05 against lefties and 3.47 against righties. So Patrick Sandoval had righties getting a lot of contact against him, and they were putting the ball in play, and that batting average on ball in play was 3.47 for righties. However, it goes to show that the defense behind him Really picked him up.
0: Yeah. Hold on. I have to make this bigger because my 43-year-old eyes are uh, <laughs> helping him. Uh, I want to talk about Reed Detmers because you know I'm a fan of him. And and when you look at his FIP against lefties and righties last season, it's pretty close, John. Mm-hmm. It's 3.6 to 3.8. And then his expected FIP was 3.7 against lefties and 4.3 against righties. So he outperformed so, that too. He did outperform that. Here's the number that I actually thought was really interesting his K percentage against lefties was twenty point eight, but his K percentage against righties was twenty three point two. So he actually struck out more right handed batters. And so I'm picturing that curveball or that maybe that cutter that kind of comes in yeah. on the right-handed batter. Yeah. I can see Reed Detmer's not struggling too much against right-handers and this spring training so far his numbers have been pretty equal whether it's a left-handed batter or a right-handed batter so so far Sandoval and Detmers are giving me some hope that this isn't going to be too much of an issue what about Tyler Anderson
1: Tyler Anderson is very interesting because get this his uh, k percentage against lefties was 20.1% And against righties, 19.4%. So not that Hmm. much of a difference there. Now, he did walk righties a bit more, 2% more. It's a 3% walk rate against lefties, 5.2% against righties. Here's something else that's encouraging. The average against versus lefties for Tyler Anderson, 234, pretty good. But his versus righties was even better Two eighteen. So Tyler Anderson does not struggle with the splits. I think that he does a very good job. Now, on that same note, the fielding independent pitching for righties and lefties both ended up being 3.3. Righties was 3.31. So just... 0.01 0.01 more than lefties, but yeah, doesn't consistent. seem like Tyler Anderson struggles. Whoever is up there, uh, the, the righties and lefties don't make a difference for Tyler Anderson.
0: Jose Suarez is always the anomaly, right? He's always the guy that kind of has like a really good moment and then maybe a, a really not so good moment. Yeah. And when you look at his his FIP from last year, 3.7 to 3.9, it's, it's similar. The expected FIP was 3.4 and then 4.0. So against righties, he actually outperformed it. Against lefties, he didn't outperform it. Here's where I think that we need to be concerned, John, with Jose Suarez. 227 BABIP against lefties, 309 BABIP Mm. against righties, Mm -hmm. and so when Suarez misses bats when Suarez is throwing strikes and hitting his spots he's really good Mm -hmm. and he's specifically really good and needs to do that against righties John his k percentage against righties was 23 against lefties was 19 Mm -hmm. here's the other number that I would be a bit concerned about lefty righty his home runs per nine against lefties 0.9 against righties Mm 1.2 so there's just there's evidence there that he could do really well however he needs to be consistent he needs to throw strikes he needs to hit his spots he needs to keep his pitches down all of those things are things that we know about Jose Suarez so after looking at just those numbers John I'm pretty confident in Sandoval, Detmers, and Anderson, and I think Suarez has the potential to really grow, but the numbers tell us that no matter if it's lefty or a righty, those three guys we mentioned, Sandoval, Detmers, and Anderson, are going to be pretty successful. It's not going to be leaning in one direction or the other. The only one that we would have to be concerned about is probably somebody that we have a bit of concern about, and that is Jose Suarez, and you mentioned he may not even be the fifth starter. He might be the sixth starter. <laughs> and maybe possible. Tucker Davidson jumps in at number five, right? So who knows where he slots in, but three of the four guys, at least lefty-righty, have been pretty consistent. And that goes back to the, talking about Jose Suarez and his BABIP. It's very similar to Patrick
1: Sandoval. His The difference there versus lefties was 205, versus righties, 347. Yeah. So that seems concerning, but at the same time, it's just balls in play. And the fact yeah. that the defense behind them will have to pick them up is a big element, and and that's going to be interesting considering our infield as well. Well,
0: yeah, and th- there's no shift, so they're you know exactly. they're not going to have that, and so that might actually play into it as well.
1: Uh, finally, I did pull some stats versus our AL West rivals from last year. Uh, the Astros versus right-handed pitching hit 242 and had a 276 BABIP. Versus lefties, they hit 261 and had a 283 BABIP. So. About 20 point difference, 19 or 20 points difference in average. Very close in Babib. The Rangers versus right handed pitching hit 236 and had a 287 Babib. They hit 246 against lefties and still had a 287. BABIP. How about the Mariners and the A's, Mike?
0: Well, the Mariners uh, had a batting average against right-handed pitchers, 229, and their BABIP was 268. Against lefties, 233, and their BABIP was 282. That's really the only stats that we care about, right? Because we just want to crush the Mariners this year. (laughs) And then the A's, 214 against righties and 220 against lefties, but their BABIP against righties was 264 and then 266 against left-handed pitchers. So, there is kind of a leaning in the direction of they're better against left-handed pitchers. I I do think that
1: it's not like significant, right? Exactly.
0: I I, I'm looking at these numbers going, I I don't look at that and go, Oh my gosh, we need a right-handed pitcher in there. Right. (laughs) I think we look at these numbers and we go, we're going to, we're going to hang tough, man. We're going to be the new kids on the block and hang tough. (laughs) what a reference (laughs) on a Friday here we go all right friends coming up
1: on Lockdown Angels we're going to answer the question about Jordan Adams now he's had a great spring so does that mean we're going to see him in the majors in 2023 Mike and I are going to talk about it
0: coming up Today's show is brought to you by the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM game. Have you downloaded this yet? Because it's a whole lot of fun. This game will make all your dreams come true because everybody wants to be a GM. And instead of getting mad at Perry, now we can have people mad at us because we get to manage every strategic aspect of the game for your team. You can play through the season. You can lead your team to victory. You can do a whole lot of things with this game. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff, managing finances, scouting, drafting players, manage difficult personalities, if John's on your team, navigating your franchise through free agency and all of the ups and downs of the season, this game is challenging and very realistic. The Ultimate Pro Baseball GM is completely free and playable offline, which means that you can play on the go, play without Wi Fi, Wi Fi, <laughs> play wherever you want and whenever you want. And Locked On Angel listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when they use the promo code Locked On. That's all caps Locked On in the game store. So make sure that you download the Ultimate Pro Baseball. GM game you can visit their website probaseballgm.com you can scan the code if you're watching on youtube you see that just below my left shoulder there or you can look it up in the app store that's the probaseballgm.com website the ultimate pro baseball gm start your dynasty today
1: Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. And as we continue answering your questions for Fan Mail Friday, we got ourselves a voicemail this week. Of course, you can always call us 714-409-6396. That number is in the episode description wherever you're watching or listening. You can always always give us a call any time of the week. We'd love to hear from you and get your question on Fan Mail Friday. So let's go to today's voicemail. Hi, this is uh, Ryan from Garden Grove. And, uh, I just had a kind of question slash comment about Matt Dice. really liked him as he was coming up to the minors and it just seems like he's been juggled around so much. I was kind of wondering, did we ruin Matt Dice from, you know, infielder outfielder now catcher? Did we mess my man up? Thanks guys. <laughs> did we mess my man up? That's, That's from Brian and garden Grove. Brian, thank you for your voicemail and giving us a call. And for your question, let's talk about Matt Theis just a little bit, Mike. When he was drafted, he was drafted as a catcher. Now, it was the second year in a row that we drafted a catcher. First was Taylor Ward. The year after that was Matt Theis, both first-round picks. And then, immediately, Matt Theis went to play first base. Since Hmm. then, he's been bouncing back and forth between first base and third base. And then I looked this up he played some outfield for, for the Angels in 2020. And obviously that was the blip season. That was right. the, the glitch season of 60 games where, you know, we had to, it was all hands on deck. It was like, do you have COVID? No? Okay. You're playing, right? <laughs> yeah, and so, You're in right field. <laughs> exactly. So it was that kind of circumstance which got Matt Thice to play the outfield. But he's back to catching again. In 2021, in the minors, he's been catching pretty consistently. He does play first base and third sometimes, which is great. It's great to have that on your resume, but really his bread and butter is getting back to catching. Now, there was a voicemail from Dan and Dana Point, and we didn't air it, but we did receive it. And he said, does does Thice know that the opponents can still run on him when he rainbows the ball back to <laughs> the pitcher? Because they need to work that out of his system immediately yes. if he's yes. going to be an effective catcher. So I thought that was an interesting point. Like somebody's got to tell that guy, "Hey, don't 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 stop it." Yeah, don't beach ball it. You got to stop get it. Get it back to the pitcher. Mike, Act what are like your you've thoughts? Been here yeah, exactly. What are your thoughts on Matt Thies and just the way he's moved around?
0: We have to look at those guys that were drafted around Taylor Ward's time mm-hmm. and we have to give them time. Hmm. And I think what we can do now with our new guys is we we are confident in the people that are developing them but prior to that I'm not super confident and so I think Thice is working against the system a bit or maybe the system was working against him right and so I think a lot of that has to do with his development I don't know if he would ever become like a Taylor Ward I don't Mm. know if he'll ever become somebody that we can count on and rely upon I think his ability to play different positions is really helpful he's having a great spring. Right, although I think really what they want to see is his bat come through. That's Mm -hmm. why he got to the majors. And his lefty bat, if he does come through and if he's catching – would be a great gift to this team, right? I think that there is some work that needs to be done. I don't think he's ruined. I just think that we have to give those guys that were drafted around the time that Thice and Ward were drafted. I think we got to give them a bit more of a runway, a bit more time to develop and, and be the guys that they were They were drafted to be. Yeah,
1: yeah. And the, the honestly, the, the philosophy of the Angels and the approach of the plate has changed countless times yeah, because you go from one GM to a different manager, to another GM, to another manager. And it feels like Perry Manassian's influence up and down the system with the coaches he's hiring, the driveline guys. They're all on the same page in terms of how to approach the at bat, or maybe it's a pitcher on the mound, right? And I feel like you look at the evidence of of Jordan Adams, and we're going to talk about him next in the next segment, but you see like Matt Thies having a great spring you see Jordan mm-hmm. Adams having a great spring i feel like the philosophy the approach is finally resonating with the players and so hopefully it means that Matt Thies can can break through and be a contributing factor to this team
0: that's a great point John uh, we got this from Twitter Anaheim Native said do you see Mickey Moniak taking the fourth outfield spot this season this has been a conversation for all Angel fans like does Brett Phillips get it or does Mickey Moniac take it or do we try Joe Adele there and that feels kind of like a last year move so Johnny what do you think is Mickey won this spot what's the best move here
1: well I think this is coming up because Moniak is also having a great spring but yes, he here's here I just I kinda wanna run through this just to kind of explain this from, from all angles. To start the season, I think Mike, you and I agree, probably gonna be Brett Phillips. Yeah. They signed him to be that fourth outfielder. They signed him for his defense, not for his bat. Here's what it comes down to. It's not enough playing time for Mickey Moniac to be a fourth outfielder. It's also not enough playing time for Joe Adele either. To be a fourth outfielder, you're gonna fill in Once a week, maybe, especially if it's a seven-day game week, right? If you're playing all seven days, then maybe you'll fill in once a week. But for the first three weeks of baseball, and I actually matched this up because of Shohei's starting schedule and when we would need a a number six starter, there's there's three weeks with an off day in each week. And so you're probably going to see Trout and Ward and Renfro out there at all times during the first few weeks of the season. Phillips is here for his defense and his speed, not his bat. And while Mickey Moniac has been very impressive in the spring, I don't know that the role they want out of Mickey Moniac is to uh, have a great bat by being a fourth outfielder. You're likely going to get one or two innings as a defensive replacement, maybe two to three times a week. If you want to get Trout off of his feet, you put in Phillips in center field. And then again, if, if if he's filling in maybe once a week and maybe filling in in the last two innings of a game, that's only about four to five bats a week for the fourth outfielder. And so it just doesn't make sense for Moniak or Joe Adele to be the fourth outfielder right. when you want to see what they're going to become. And right. the only way you can do that is by giving them everyday reps, everyday at-bats, in AAA, and I think that's where they're both going to start. Now, next year, certainly Moniac, I mean, Renfro. Renfro's on a one-year deal this year, so Moniac or Adele could be his replacement, and we would feel a lot better about that if we had a full season of Moniac and Adele yeah. in AAA to see what they can do. And And do they come up at some point this season? Probably. They're probably the next ones to step up if, if there's an injury, but of course, we don't want that. Uh, but again... I just think that if you're going to do a disservice to Mickey Moniak or Joe Adele, it's to give them that outfield spot. I think that you're serving them much better if they get everyday reps in Triple A. <laughs>
0: Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. The push for the NBA playoffs is here and now's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. New customers get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just download the FanDuel sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use and then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to rebounds to threes made. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss your chance at a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more and you can make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA.
1: As we continue this week's Fan Mail Friday, we're getting closer to the weekend with every segment that goes by, so be excited. Uh, we <laughs> got two questions, but they both had to do with Jordan Adams and yeah. the first one came from James Russell Barton on Instagram. He said, Jordan Adams, uh, does he have a legit shot for opening day roster or call up in 2023? And then Aggie Nicky on Instagram said, does Jordan Adams have a chance to play in the majors this season? Or is he a for sure in 24? Mike, he's having a great spring. So let me run through those numbers. And then there's an interesting stat that you and I found that I'll let you share. But let me run through these numbers for Jordan Adams in spring training so far. He's had 24 plate appearances. He's scored a run three times. He's got eight hits, two doubles, one home run, six RBIs, two stolen bases, four walks, eight strikeouts, a 400 batting average, 500 on base, 650 slugging, and that's good for a 1.5. 5-0 5-0 OPS. So I'll take he's it. having a fantastic <laughs> spring. He yeah. also can play the outfield very, very well. But talk to me about this very interesting stat from Baseball Reference.
0: Yeah, so when we've talked about spring training, things that we need to pay attention to is who's developing and how are they developing mm-hmm. and when are they getting hits and when are they coming through. And all of that is really important. And Baseball Reference actually has a new stat to help measure some of that. It's the quality of opposing pitchers and batters faced mm. stat or quality of opposition stat. And so this varies based on who they're facing. So number 10 would represent a major league baseball player or major league baseball pitcher mm-hmm. or or team. And the number one opposing batter is a pitcher. So it gives stats in between and the average quality opponent that Jordan Adams has faced this spring training, John, Comes in at around 6.4. Interesting. Which puts him at a, an opponent at a double A level or a bit higher than high A, huh. which is where he played yeah, last year. That's where he's at. That's where he's really thriving. So, what this actually tells me is that he's ready maybe to jump to triple A. He's ready to go to triple A and not be in double A. Now, the Angels figure that out and where it'll be good for him to be. But that's what this tells me. And that's why these numbers are so great, but they can be a bit deceiving because they were against people that he should be hitting home runs mm. against. They were against people that he should be getting on base against. And so good on Jordan Adams for developing. I think his best move is to be maybe start in double A and move up to AAA. I think that that would be a really great place for him to be at the beginning of the season.
1: It seems like the players they're excited about are coming out of Double A. So I yeah. wouldn't be surprised to see him back with the Trash Pandas wearing the yep. hat today representing it's a good team, good he culture. He had 62 games there last season, Mike, and he hit 249, 326, 359 and he had a 685 OPS. That's that's 62 games last season. So yeah. if if the, like I mentioned earlier, if the philosophy has changed, if the hitting approach has changed, and it's working for Jordan Adams, let's try it out in Double A this year. Let's see if this spring training approach actually sticks for Jordan Adams.
0: All right, John, I'm going to need your help on this one. So Roberto Ramirez asked this question on Twitter. He said, what are your bullpen roles? So I'm going to throw the inning at you, and then you're going to tell me who you're bringing in, okay? I'm ready. Sixth inning. Sixth inning. I'm probably
1: going to bring in... Like uh, Ryan Tapera, Okay. Seventh inning. Seventh inning, maybe Aaron Loop or Matt Moore, like a lefty there.
0: Okay. Eighth inning. Probably like Quijada. Okay. And then who's your closer?
1: Closing is going to be Hergit or Estevez, depending on on who we're
0: facing in, in those moments. So okay, how do you feel about that? I like that. Now, on your roster... Is Ben Joyce playing in your bullpen? You know what? I was doing some fiddling
1: with the with the roster. And if you don't have Andrew Velasquez on this team and you want to keep Tucker Davidson and kind of a swing man, maybe the sixth spot, you can actually have Ben Joyce on this mm. roster. So I totally worked it out in a spreadsheet
0: today. So yeah. I'm, I'm a
1: nerd. But yeah, um, no, that's
0: good, yeah. though, because I think about Velasquez versus Joyce, what's the ROI, right? What's the return on the investment? Oh, yeah, yeah. And and at this point, I think all Angel fans would say, well, with Velasquez, he can be that 8th, ninth inning defensive replacement in a close game. But with Joyce, he actually might be a guy who's going to be a help to win games yeah. in our bullpen and be an intimidating force coming out of the pen.
1: Now, I will say, is Nevin the kind of guy slash is Perry Manassian the kind of guy who is going to give designated roles for each bullpen piece? That's a question yeah. that remains to be seen. I, I mean, I, it's hard to tell because at the end of last year, after they traded Rysel Glacius, it was kind of like, well, let's try Perry to close out the game. Let's try Jimmy to close out the game. There wasn't really a defined setup for the bullpen. Right. And and we quoted Perry the other day. He said, we consider bullpen pieces everyday players, so you better like what's coming out from behind the bullpen doors. And that's an interesting thought to me. I kind of wonder, I'm reading into it a little bit more, I wonder if there are roles this season. Mm-hmm. I think they benefit from having a role. I think they benefit from knowing that, hey, you're the guy. This is your spot. You better go out there and do it. I, it remains to be seen what the plan is. Obviously, they got Estevez because they think he has closer stuff. But right. Jimmy Herget, as well, is has proven to be a great closer. He had about nine saves, I think, last season. Yep. So this whole idea of bullpen rolls, I'm kind of waiting to see how it shakes out once the regular season starts.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, last question, John, and this is a, a great question. Are we going to see the Padres versus the Angels in the World Series
1: this year? Ooh, that came from your guy, Rye, on Instagram. Padres, Angels. It's funny because the other day somebody asked us about who the Angels are going to face in the World Series, which it was funny because it was like inevitably the Angels in the World Series. Right. And I didn't bring up the Padres. I should have brought up the Padres. Yeah. Man, I just think about that roster. Juan Soto, friggin' Fernando Tatis Jr. is coming back. Xander Bogarts, man. Manny and, Machado. Manny yeah. Machado. Good. And they have a good pitching staff. They have a good pitching staff, absolutely. Yeah. What a team! And mm-hmm. and and to be honest, like maybe it's just because we live close to them, but like I root for the Padres. I like yeah. the Padres. Yeah. I want to see them go far. And I really thought they could do it last season, but then they made the improvements that they did. Josh Hader is going to close out games for them. I think that. You know, was it his wife was going through some some issues at the time when he got traded, and so that was on his mind, it was weighing heavy on him and kind of messed him up after he got traded, but he seemed to get back on track. I think he's gonna be a shutdown closer for the Padres. So Padres Angels, man, I would love to see that
0: thanks for making lockdown angels your first listen every day now for your second listen check out the locked on fantasy baseball podcast matt and dom are ready to give you the best strategy to win your league you can find their podcast wherever you get your podcast and on youtube they're a part of the locked on podcast network your team every day sure to
1: add us on twitter at locked on angels and at super halo bros on twitter and instagram we'd love to hear from you of course comment below the video if you're watching on youtube it's the best way you can help us out mike after this weekend what do we have coming up on monday's show
0: well we're going to give you a roster update we're going to talk about who's left on this roster and talk about when it'll actually be cut down to the 25 or 26 man depending on how many they want to keep and then we're also going to talk about what happened this weekend because there's some games this weekend not just for spring training but also the wbc so a lot to get to so join us on monday on locked on angels we hope you have a great weekend in the meantime my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john have
1: yourselves a great weekend saint patty's day happy saint patty's day to you celebrate responsibly and we'll see you back here on monday